reading from the seventh chapter of the epistle to the Romans, beginning with the fifteenth verse. I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good. But in fact, it is no longer that I do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me, that is, in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inmost self, but I see in my members another law at war, with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 11, beginning with verse 16. But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. And continuing with verse 25. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent, and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The title today is An Invitation. I meant to take the Four Freedom part off of there. It's just an invitation. I want to share with you a story that Fred Craddock tells about preaching. 
One of my trips some time ago, I don't know where, I arrived at the place where I was supposed to hold services one Friday evening, Saturday evening, and Saturday morning. When I pulled into the parking lot of the church, a funeral was concluding. People were moving to their automobiles, the hearse was still there, the minister saw me, recognized me, and motioned for me to come over. I didn't want to intrude, I was just waiting until it was over. Then he was standing next to the window. He introduced her. He introduced me, and I felt awkward. I said to her, this is no time for you to be meeting strangers. I'm sorry, and I'm really sorry about your loss. Her husband had been killed in a car wreck and left her with four children. I said, I know this is a very difficult time for you. She said, it is. So I won't be at the services tonight, but I'll be there tomorrow night, and I'll be there Sunday morning. I said, oh, you don't need to. She said, yes, I do. I said, well, what I meant was, I know it's a very hard time. And she said, I know it's hard. It's already hard, but you see, this is my church. And they're going to see that my children and I are okay. This woman knew that she was yoked to Christ and that therefore she was yoked to Christ's church and that Christ would carry for her, that Christ would carry her burden through His church. For her, there was nowhere else she needed to be. Christ has offered us a yoke that we might be His, that we might belong to Him. He calls us to Him so that we might not fall under the burdensome weight of sin, shame, and guilt. He calls us to be yoked to Him and to carry whatever He yokes us to, particularly the burden, no, the joy of taking care of one another. To be burden bearers. To bear the burdens of others. Paul says that's how we fulfill the law of Christ. Christ's command that we love one another. The woman knew that in the people of her church, Her burden would be carried. Jesus says to her today and to us, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. As I told the children, a yoke is a tool. It's meant to assist us or assist an ox in carrying its burden. It's meant to make the burden easier. The yoke spreads the load of the wagon or a plow across each shoulder of the animal. And in the case of a doubled yoke, the yoke spreads the load across two animals with the added benefit that a younger one can be paired with an older one. And that together they can learn to share and carry a load. Jesus invites us to be yoked to Him in that way. To learn from Him and to allow Him to carry our burdens with us and for us. For many, Jesus' language about burdens and yokes is meant to call to mind the sin that they struggle with. For others, burdens and yoke are read as expressions of trying to keep God's law while knowing that we're sinful, or in our workplace, or in our marriage. 
For others, burdens and yokes are read of expressions of the burden of keeping the law while being weighted down with a rebellious and sinful nature. And that was Paul's lament this morning. For others, the burden is how the Pharisees and scribes and other people even today use the law of God as a blunt instrument to beat people and abuse them, to make them feel worthless, instead of as an invitation to live a life pleasing to God. I'm certain that someone here today right now knows what it means to be burdened, to feel sat upon by life, to feel as if you're pulling a two-ton heavy thing up a sandy slope. And the harder you push, the more your feet slip out from underneath for you, the less ground you gather. The more you reach out with your hands and try to claw the ground and move forward, the more stuck you find yourself. Until ultimately what results is you're just stuck and sweaty and frustrated and feel beat down. All of us know that feeling. We've been to that place like Paul where we realize that excruciating effort is producing no results. That we're just stuck and getting nowhere. And we find ourselves thinking things like, what was I thinking? Why did I do this? How do I keep doing it? Why do I do this? Why can't I stop? I know what I ought to do. I know what would be the right thing, the holy thing, the God-honoring thing to do. But instead, I choose exactly the opposite. Why? And as we struggle with that, hard on the heels of struggling with sin and the burden of dealing with others and the burden of dealing with ourselves comes guilt. The blackest and heaviest of burdens. Guilt is the heaviest burden we can bear. It's the black marks left all over us after sin stomps us into the ground. That's what sin does. It tramples us. It leaves us marked and bruised and broken and burdened. It makes us vessels of shame and guilt. That's why Paul cried out, Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Those words could be our words. Who will rescue us from our burdens? My own experience and the experience of walking through the results of sin with others is this. The more we try to rely on our own strength, our own willpower in the struggle against sin, the more we will fail. The heavier the burden of sin will become. Just as it is with trying to pull a heavy load up a sandy slope, the harder we struggle, the deeper we will sink until we become utterly stuck. As one commentator put it, straining at the levers of willpower draws the self farther away from God. The more we try to rely on our own strengths, the less we are able or even willing to rely on God. The anonymous programs such as Alcoholics and Narcotics Anonymous have figured this out. And so they share with people who come to them for help that the only way they can progress is if they will admit that they can't do it themselves and turn to a higher power. And that's exactly what Paul does this morning. He admits that he cannot in himself keep the law, but he turns to a higher power. 
Who will rescue me from this body of death, he cries. Who will save me from the burden of trying to be holy while being infected with the disease and tyranny of sin and death? And Paul's answer is Jesus. Jesus will rescue him. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, he says. Jesus can take that burden from us and release us from its yoke. Jesus offers to take the burden and yoke from us and give us new ones, an easy one. We can learn from Him. He will pull for us. Dear ones, straining against the burdens of sin and guilt under and through our own willpower only draws us into a horrendous cycle of bitterness and failure. So that one day we say, I can do this, I can do this, I can overcome. And then the day when we can't, we find ourselves stuck in shame. Overflown with guilt. And the burden becomes heavier because shame only adds to the crushing weight of guilt. Today we hear Jesus' invitation to move out of all that, to give it up, to stop trying to save ourselves. He calls all of us who are burdened, who are tired and wore down by our struggle against sin and simply says, come to me. The Reverend John Bedingfield wrote this in a sermon. Jesus says to us, come to me, all you people who carry burdens that are simply too heavy for you to manage. Come to me, lay your burdens down at my feet. I'll pick up what you can't carry and I'll take the weight for you. You can rest in the grace of my love. Bedingfield says that's Jesus' message to us. Rest in me. Don't struggle with trying to overcome your sins. Confess them. Repent. Give them to Jesus and pray every time they try to overtake you. That sounds like a panacea. That sounds like it's too simple, but that's Jesus' message to us today. Come to me. Be yoked to me. I will pull for you. I will give you a new yoke. We need Christ. There's no way we can move the burden of sin ourselves. No way. We need for Christ to take that yoke off our shoulders and replace it with His yoke. A yoke of mercy and a yoke of love. A yoke of learning. Of learning to be His person, His people, His church. A place where others can receive forgiveness and mercy. Through being yoked to Christ, we continue to be a place like that church in Fred Craddock's story. A people upon whom others can rely to bear their burdens and carry them in love. As we come to Christ's table today, burden people, burden with the weight of sin, with the weight of our weak, with the weight of all our failures, with the weight of everything we know about ourselves to be incomplete and broken. Let us come to Him and cast off that burden. Let Him take it. Give it to Him. He will give us rest. Let us take His yoke upon us and learn from Him, for He's gentle and humble in heart. We will find rest for our souls. For His yoke is easy, and His burden is light. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As you come to the table today, why not come conscious of your burdens and give them to Christ? 
after you receive the bread and cup, you're welcome to kneel and pray and give those burdens to Christ.